This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump hiking tariffs during talks. Some progress on disaster aid and few details for worried agency workers. Trump ramps up pressure on China. The U.S. will follow through on raising tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods Friday during negotiations to try to end the trade war with China. That according to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer yesterday. The talks resumed this week in Washington. President Donald Trump's threat to raise the tariffs in reaction to China's reneging on prior commitments during talks last week in Beijing, Lighthizer said, although he would not go into detail. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa played down the tariff threat. He said presumably the Chinese are on their way over here to negotiate, and as long as the negotiations go on, I don't think anything has changed, as he spoke with AgriPulse last night. Trump, Democrats dissing farmers for Puerto Rico. Ahead of a House debate on disaster aid, President Donald Trump accused congressional Democrats of denying aid to farmers as leverage to get more unwarranted new funding for Puerto Rico. Trump said on his Twitter feed, the Dems don't want farmers to get any help. Puerto Rico should be happy and Dems should stop blocking much needed disaster relief. The House this week is taking up an expanded version of a disaster bill that passed the chamber in January. The Rules Committee today will decide what amendments will be considered on the floor. A similar bill is stalled in the Republican-controlled Senate due to the dispute over funding for Puerto Rico. Keep in mind, Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama has been trying to work a deal with the committee's top Democrat, Patrick Leahy of Vermont. I think we've made some progress, Shelby told AgriPulse last night, and wasn't willing to elaborate. ERS staff told no firm date for relocation yet. At an all-hands meeting yesterday, employees of the Economic Research Service continued to question the need for and logistics of the agency's planned relocation. Scott Hutchins, USDA Undersecretary of Research and Education and Economics, told the employees the department is trying to make the transition as smooth as possible. On Friday, USDA announced three finalists for ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, the Kansas City area, Indiana, and the Raleigh-Durham region of North Carolina. ERS employees were told yesterday they would not be able to see the underlying data, such as how factors were weighted that were used to whittle the initial list of 100-plus expressions of interest to the current three. Hutchins did not have a firm date for the relocation. In the next few weeks, USDA and its contractor, Ernst & Young, will look at how the locations meet the needs of the agencies and how they rank in quality-of-life factors. Commerce set to resume Mexican tomato trade inquiry. The Commerce Department is scheduled to reopen its anti-dumping investigation into Mexican tomato imports today, which kicks into place a preliminary duty on the fruit from south of the border. The U.S. investigation has been mostly on hold during various suspension agreements since 1996, the latest of which began in 2013, and that followed Mexican tomatoes to come in tariff-free so long as prices did not go under an agreed-upon floor price. 
Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross acting at the behest of U.S. tomato growers who said Mexican producers were still dumping their product in the U.S. at unfair prices announced earlier this year that the suspension agreement would end May 7th. The Commerce investigations into dumping claims and inquiry into U.S. producers are expected to take three to four months, according to Michael Shadler of the Florida Tomato Exchange, speaking with AgriPulse. Mexican tomato growers and exporters are continuing to seek a new suspension agreement. Ag sector appeals for USMCA approval. Some 67 food and agriculture organizations and companies have sent a letter to every congressional office appealing for approval of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The letter says Canada and Mexico account for over $45 billion in U.S. agriculture exports and support more than 1 million American jobs. In order to build upon that success, Congress must pass USMCA. The letter cites the recent assessment of the International Trade Commission finding that the deal would likely have a positive impact on all broad industry sectors within the U.S. economy and a positive impact on the U.S. agriculture sector. Now keep in mind, it's far from clear when and if the agreement will get a vote in the House given the stiff resistance from Democrats, including Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who said last week the agreement needs tougher enforcement provisions than it currently has. Trump and Abe talk ag trade ahead of Japan trip. President Trump and Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe spoke over the phone yesterday. Improving agricultural trade was one of the topics the two leaders delved into based on what Trump told reporters afterward. Trump flies to Japan later this month in honor of the country's new emperor, but trade is also expected to be on the agenda. Upper Missouri River Basin runoff breaks 1952 record. Runoff in the waterlogged Upper Missouri River Basin totaled 18.7 million acre-feet during March and April, easily breaking the record of 15.9 million acre-feet set in 1952. The April runoff in the region totaled 7.8 million acre-feet, the third largest over 121 years of record-keeping, that according to the Army Corps of Engineers. The average annual runoff for April is 2.9 million acre-feet. Aid available for aspiring organic growers. The Farm Service Agency is accepting applications for cost-share assistance from farmers and handlers who want to go organic. Applications for fiscal 19 funding are due by October 31st. Producers can visit their local FSA County offices to apply for up to 75% of the cost of organic certification That's according to FSA Administrator Richard Fordyce. He said this also gives organic producers an opportunity to learn about other valuable USDA resources like farm loans and conservation assistance that can help them succeed. Here's today's She Said It. USMCA allows us to keep the gains NAFTA provided for American agriculture while modernizing our trade relationship to further increase our exports. That Barb Glenn, CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, which signed the letter to members of Congress. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.